All right, thank you, Jim. So let me start with the formalities regarding uh, COVID restrictions on meetings. So I'm Norm Corbin, I'm the chair of the Northboro Historic District Commission meeting, uh, committee, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, this open meeting of the NHDC is being conducted, first went to chapter 20 of the acts of 2021 an act relative to extending certain COVID-19 measures adopted during the state of emergency, signed into law on June 16th, 2021. This meeting will be conducted via remote participation. No in-person attendance by members of the public will be permitted. In order to mitigate the transmission of the COVID-19 virus, the town of Northboro has been advised and directed by the Commonwealth to suspend public hearings, gatherings, and as such, the governor's order suspends the requirement of the open meeting law to have all meetings in a publicly accessible physical location. All members of the Historic District Commission are allowed and encouraged to participate remotely. The order allows the commission to meet entirely remotely so long as reasonable public access is afforded so that the public can follow along with the deliberations of the meeting. The public is encouraged to follow along using the posted agenda unless the chair makes notes otherwise. Members of the public who wish to view the live stream of this meeting may do so by going to Northboro Remote Meetings on YouTube via the link listed in the agenda. Assuring public access does not ensure public participation unless such participation is required by law. This meeting will not feature public comment. All right, let's see who we have here tonight. We've got um, to make sure everybody's systems are working. Just give a yay. Uh, so Mike DeShano. Yay. Mr. Like. Yay. Brian Smith. Shay. Uh, hey. Shay. <laughs> Amanda. Here. Bruce. Hey. Brian Swanson. Here. And uh, Millie. Yay. All right. And Jim, you're on, you're uh, helping us out tonight. We really appreciate that. All right. So first order on the agenda is uh, last month's meeting minutes. Um, has anybody had a chance to look, review them? If you haven't, let me know. We'll give you some time to review them. Um, here we go. So I can pull them up if, if you'd like. Or if you, so I'm looking for comments either on the meeting minutes or somebody wanting a little more time to review them. I'm going to assume that everything's okay. <laughs> so, all right. Um, so we have to do everything by roll call vote. So we're looking for acceptance of the meeting minutes. The motion is for the meeting minutes of February 28th. Um, I just made the motion. Can someone second that for me? Not February, not February 28th, right? Correct. <clears throat> That's why I see I'm making sure you guys are paying attention. It was for the uh, January, let me do this the right way. 24. Thank you. So <clears throat> I, I'll make a motion to accept the meeting minutes of January 24th. I'll need a second for that. 
Second. All right. Uh, roll call. So Mike DeShano. Approved. Bob. Oh, nope, you can't. Uh, Brian Smith. Approved. Bruce. Approved. Brian Swanson. Approved. Millie. I abstain. I wasn't here. Okay. So the, the motion passes and the meeting minutes are accepted. So uh, very well. That's great. One down. One topic down. Um, I know tonight we're going to have a few people missing. Uh, Lorna might not be able to make it. Uh, Julianne can't make it. I think tonight's also the night of the uh, uh, board of selectmen. Uh, Leslie's out of town, and Tom uh, Ridden is also out of town. So just a heads up on who's here and who's not. CPA funding request. I know the CPC met and decided on which which projects to bring to the uh, warrant for town meeting. Uh, Millie, could you, do you mind just giving us a, a minute update on where we stand with our two projects? I believe both of them were approved. Both of them were approved. All right, that's mm -hmm. good. Go to the next step. Um, the historic preservation plan. So, what I, what I was able to do is I participated in the uh, planning board meeting several weeks back and just gave them the section of our plan, which is actually the, the plan itself. So they just got that section, I think it's section seven, just the plan. Um, what came out of the planning board, and, and Millie, correct me if I, if I, I missed something. They, the only thing that came out is they probably should put in a, I think we should put in a sentence of two that we work with the planning board to look at all kinds of uh, zoning bylaws that might also help us in the uh, preservation of historic properties. We know there's certainly the, the zoning bylaw for the local historic district, but I spoke to someone at the historical commission and there, there might be other ways of of doing this without always having to put in a local historic district. So uh, we need to put a sentence in there that said that we will work with the planning board and Massachusetts Historical Commission to look at, make sure we understand all possibilities um, for protection, protecting of properties from uh, you know, historic properties. So that's what came out yeah, of that. And I think that that was also in relation to maybe rewriting some of the bylaws so that uh, you guys that so that we're notified prior to um, demolitions and things like that. Yeah, I think it opened up. Uh, it, it opened up that we should have more conversations about the current bylaws and maybe some potential yeah. new ones. That's correct. So that yep. was that was good input. So that that'll be incorporated some into the document. Um, okay. I also forwarded to the historical society. They sent it. Uh, I talked to. Uh, Rick Ferencek, he's the uh, president of the society and he forwarded to several people for comments. So I, I got the uh, comments back from the curator, which is uh, Kathy Pierce, and from the, his, uh, excuse me, the curator is actually um, Ellen Racine. Mm -hmm. the historian is Kathy Pierce. And then uh, Lois Smith also fed me some comments. So they were more like typos or things that we could just change uh, the wording on a little bit. They weren't uh, what I would consider significant uh, alterations to the document. So that's that's good progress. There, I think there's still one or two other people that have it with the Historical Society. I'll have to touch base with them and, and get uh, their input also. 
So, so far we've got information from Mass Historical Commission, the Northville Planning Board, and the Historical Society. And that was pretty much the group I was looking for input from at this point. Um, do, you, do you think we're missing someone? Should I put it in front of somebody else? Um, actually, as I'm speaking, the, we, we now have a new town planner and this might be a reason to meet her. <laughs> Send it to her and have mm -hmm. her take a look at it. So do you see any thought about, um, is there a cultural commission that we would want to maybe talk to as well, or is that more a side note? Um, we, well, there's a couple of things. Uh, one of them is the, yeah, there's a cultural commission, and then there's also the, uh, the, the new inclusion commission. Uh, we spoke to the inclusion commission in the past. The cultural commission is, I, I don't, I don't think they really have a spin on history. The inclusion group, okay. when we spoke to them, they had some, uh, it was an interesting conversation if you remember, that there may be some interest in um, just how the town uh, developed in terms of the uh, different cultures that are now in the town, even going back to the, the French Canadians back working the mills. So then there could be some joint interest there. And that's also in the plan. We already incorporated that in. Okay. All right. Then that, that should be fine. Yeah. All right, that's helpful, Millie, thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, so I had forward to you um, some drafts. These, these are the drafts you haven't seen yet. At least some of you have seen parts of it. Uh, Mike has helped them quite a bit. Bob's seen some parts. Uh, Leslie's helped with some other parts, but as a group, we haven't looked at them yet. So you've seen, uh, I think, four different sections that I sent out. Um, and I'd like to go over with that with you now. And uh, probably if I can do the shared screen, that might be the best uh, best opportunity, and we can see what's uh, where we should go from here. So let me go to see if I can do this. Let's get the shared screen. Not quite right. Not that one yet. I want this one? All right. All right, are we looking at something called the planning process? Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Are you going to be able to see there anything, really? I got it. I have the paperwork. I won't be able to see it, but I probably can follow along. I did read through it. Okay. So um, what, we're what we're looking for at this point is the big picture. Is there anything that's that's missing that we should incorporate? This is the... The part is the planning process, how we generated interaction with the town, how we generated the information we put in the plan. As you probably can see, I've emphasized the fact that our plan is coming from the master plan. So I emphasize what the master plan was doing in terms of all the interactions with different uh, the community to get input. So I, I, I mean, that's, that's really where our plan is coming from. Is that sufficient? Yeah, I think uh, Norm, um, just looking at the, the third sentence there, the facilitated development, Northboro Town established. Is it is that town in Northboro? Uh, third sentence on the top. 
from the yeah third. Did I count that right? One, two, three. Yeah, there you go. This one here. Yeah, yeah. To facilitate its development, Northboro Town, or is it town in Northboro? Oh, I got it. You're right. That's uh, that would be better. Let me see if I can do this here while we're all talking. I'm going to do it. Uh, it does read better. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That was easy. I sort of like Northbrook Town myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I a lot of this was cut and pasted mm -hmm. right out of the right out of the uh, master plan. So sometimes it doesn't read quite right. Is there anything else that jumps out? All right, we'll go to the next section. Uh, it's just something pops to mind, just speak up, no problem. So this is just really a list of all of the tools that uh, I found that, if, that had information about how to prepare a master plan and where we, where we extracted information from. This is only about the preparation of the master plan. So there's a town master plan. There's a community preservation plan that was done in 15 that I, we used some information from. Open space back plan It's another one. Excuse me, the uh, resource uh, surveys we had done. Uh, the Massachusetts Historic Preservation Plan. Uh, this one here? Some of them were uh, uh, like pamphlets. Uh, and then quite a fit from the Massachusetts Historical Commission, uh, these different reports that are out there. So those are the, and then all I did after that, it, that's what the plan, the documents we use, and then the references of the specific documents that we, we use for the uh, generating plan. So, is that yeah, supposed to be actually a, a uh, an apostrophe S after Massachusetts Historical Commission? Where are we looking? Un under the Preservation Resources and Tools, down at the bottom, the last four of them. Is, it, uh, is that intentional? Well, it's it's own it's Massachusetts Historical Commissions. It's it's their ownership. Is it? Did I do that right? It's not plural. I could have got rid of the S. Massachusetts Historical Commission. That's what I was thinking because you did that on the last one. Yep. Oh, so get rid of the apostrophe S is what the recommendation is at this point. I think that makes. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I've looked at these so many times need other people's eyes on it for sure all right i would and do also the same above. thing for the preservation massachusetts above that got I think it it's pretty clear yeah that it comes from that okay does anything else jump out on this section Needs to be a paper space right there. What's that? Very thorough, Norm. Yeah, very. Right. Oh. I wouldn't have done this so thorough if there would have been one done before, <laughs> but there wasn't. <laughs> uh. All right. So we got, is it all right if I say that uh, we're done with this little section? Yep. 
All right. Let me see if I can find the next section to look at. Okay, this is the executive summary. Leslie actually helped me quite a bit with this. Um, so it's pretty much the summary of the plan and, and information about the plan. Oh, we don't see it. It's not a yeah, plan. You're not no. looking at the plan? No, we're still no. looking at the previous one. All right, that's uh, so I'm going to stop the share. Now share the screen. Okay, now is that there? Yes, yes. All right. One day I'll figure this thing out. All right. <laughs> so has anybody had a chance to comment on anything on the executive summary? Yeah, Norm, uh, the executive summary, do I assume that everything in here is covered elsewhere, but this is in less detail? Correct. Okay. Yes, this is very much, I don't think I have, let me just scroll down. I don't think I put any figures or anything like that in this. No, I did not. It but is, this is basically repetitive of what's covered in more detail. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Um, the first paragraph, uh, the Northboro Historic, Historical and Historic District Commission. Um, I would add a sentence there that talks about how the two commissions are combined. Mm -hmm. Where are we, uh, okay, this, first, this is that, where we're that, talking, that, that section? Yeah, yeah, do we do we describe that elsewhere, how the two commissions Yeah, are and we actually describe it in a lot of detail elsewhere. Okay, um, I'm wondering, but that comes later, so I'm wondering if maybe a, a, just a brief sentence that the two are combined, and you could even reference the section that's discussed in greater detail. All right, let me see. Uh, let me just refresh my memory here. All right, so somewhere here, I could add in something about they are currently a combined. I'm going to write something really, let's see if I do this in review mode so I can see what I'm doing here. You could, I mean, Norm, you could even, even with that first sentence, just the, the combined. Uh, you know, NHC and HDC have been very active organizations. Right? Yeah, that's, that's probably a good idea. Yep. Uh, like that? You know, the problem is I don't have this here. I don't like doing acronyms without. Yeah, that's that's where to put them, yeah. You can, yeah, combine and then, and then, yeah, just remove the parens. Commissions, there you go. Bob, is that, uh, does that work? That works. That's okay, good. that's good. Move to the next paragraph, unless there's anything else with that paragraph, we'll go to the next paragraph. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, well, actually go back, um, second sentence, several past efforts. Yeah. Um, where it says a proactive effort to save Daniel Wesson's. See yeah. That? Yeah. Um, could we just simplify that to say saving the Daniel Webster, the Daniel uh, Wesson? 
So you want to do this. Yeah, just saving. Just, just assume that's a correct statement. Well, it's it's really not because it was saved. We did not save it. It was saved by a vote by town at town meeting. So we didn't save it. We proposed right. Well, it. Yeah. Okay. I see. What it's I was kind of trying a, to do was nuance there, but we didn't do it. It's, uh, that's why. That's why I put uh, our active, proactive. We we're, were involved, but we didn't. Mm -hmm. So maybe. I right. think it's fine. I think pro F because you already have several past efforts. Okay, let's leave it. Okay, this way. You guys are making me really learn how to use this stuff. All right. Hey, I'm Andrew. Andrew's <laughs> your best friend. But usually I don't do this with other people watching. <laughs> it's a big difference. All right. Um, Bob, you might have had something else. I have a feeling. Uh, no, not in that paragraph. All right. <laughs> so, how about the paragraph about the historical society? Yes. Um, since its it since its inception, the society has continued to document and preserve. Um, I, I just simplify it to say the society has documented and preserved. So this? Well, no, no, keep that. Keep that. Keep that. Because by saying since it's upset, uh, since its inception, yeah. you don't have to say has continued. You just have to oh, say. Oh, I see. Since it's inception of society. Society continued to document and continues. Yes. Has, Society. no, I'm sorry, has documented and preserved, take out continued. I'm gonna change a few things, has documented. Documented and preserved. Like that? Yes. Okay, very good. Do that. Uh, anything else jumping out? <clears throat> um, just a minor point where it says uh, the society was instrumental in starting. Last set, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the last. Yeah, um, how about the word establishing instead of starting? You're bringing it up a few levels of uh, grades, it's going from sixth grade to eighth grade. Okay, it's <laughs> one little establishing, yeah, that's better. One, I like it much better. All right. And then I went through some of the highlights in the plan. Um, we'll the, the, the first sentence where it says the historic district commission will prepare. Yeah. I mean, th this is the final plan, right? So it's already prepared, right? Well, the plan says we will prepare it, yes. So. 
but, but it says has but, prepared. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just say has prepared because it's it, the, assuming they're reading this, it's already done. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. Next section, education priority. Um, minor point, second paragraph, education is critical. Yeah. I would just take out, take out the comma. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Anything else on education priority? All right, I'll go to the next uh, heading. Promoting awareness of North Coast history. Uh, second to last sentence of that paragraph, NHC yeah, will, in, will investigate. I just prefer explore, will explore opportunities. Okay. This one, I just trying to highlight all of the groups we should be collaborating with mm -hmm. as we do our preservation. So I don't, in this case, if you think of one that we've missed and you think of it tomorrow or, or next week, just send it off in an email to me and I'll add it. Um, Norm, do you, you think it's necessary to list the historic, oh, I'm sorry. No, never mind. You got it? Yep, no, it's all it's good. Okay. You need to include someone like the DPW. The DPW does they're not involved in preserving, but they do some of the work. Right. I don't know how I don't know how far into the weeds we get with that. They do do a lot. <laughs> they do do a lot for us, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh any board, committee, 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 committee. You know, there's no harm in putting something like that in. We're not a committee, but it's. I mean, I can go either way on that. I'm just kind of throwing that out there. It's not wrong to put it in, and I don't see why not. It's actually kind of gives them recognition that they are helping us. So I, I think it's a good idea actually. We do work with other parts of the town too, but they're probably the ones that we're steadily working with more often. Uh, some of the key tasks. There's a lot here, but mm. yeah, I think I think homeowners is one word. In the that second, is second bullet there. 
Okay. That space is gone. The fifth bullet I was having trouble with, have the town evaluated for potential, should we say something like uh, work with the town to assess potential archeological sites? Um, have the town- still around? Is Mike still here? Still here. All right. So we're working on uh, this sentence right here. Yeah, I see it. Do you think this, I mean, the way it would work is we would ask for CPA funding to fund a contractor to do the work. So that, that's how it would get done. Um, what's, is there a better way of wording that? That's why I say have the town, which you would be saying, uh, requesting CPA funding to have the archeological sites evaluated. Is that another way of putting it in there? Um, I, I, sorry. Go ahead, Millie. I, I'm okay with the way it is. Um, I think getting too specific with CPA and funding might um, give people a narrower vision of what the options are because you could certainly use other funding possibly. Yeah, we probably I, I agree with I agree with Millie um, and I think um, uh, the direction that was given to us from um, from uh, the state archaeologist, uh, I forgot her name, Simon. Oh, uh, What's Roma. her name? Sorry. Ah, tip of my tongue, sorry. Simon, Simon something, whatever yeah. her name was. Yeah. Anyway, she, um, she wasn't specific about how we were going to evaluate that. She thought, um, you know, we could get funding through a couple of sources to get a town-wide evaluation done. But uh, the, the part that I was thinking about was more of, I think there's a requirement that says if you're going to do um, some excavation in a particular area and there's some suspected um, archaeological sites there that uh, the town has the ability to, to make the developer, um, you know, look at some of these sites prior. So that could be completely separate from just CPA funding is, is the point I was trying to make. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, you know, I saw that I, I was going to say something, but you know, I don't think this has to be that detailed there. I mean, it kind of, I don't know if you need to talk the town to evaluate or, you know, have these, just say the direction from the state archeologist division or group is to evaluate the potential for archaeological sites here or evaluate them prior to development or evaluate them um, at some point. Uh, I mean, maybe you could mention the, the request for a town-wide survey from the state. Yeah, how about the, let me give you a, see if I can get something out of my head here. About that, the Massachusetts yeah. Historical Commission recommends the town of the town uh, evaluate uh, be evaluated for potential archaeological sites. I think that 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 that, that hits the mark. That, that, that's yeah. better because I I was just getting lost and have the right. town evaluated like who and right who's yeah, the, it, right. So that's better. There's a couple of options here, and and 
like Millie was saying, I don't think we need to get too, too detailed as to the hows and the whys, but um, maybe, maybe I more mean, the only thing. Our... No, sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, go ahead, Bruce. Uh, I was just going to say, maybe the only thing is that, uh, and, and maybe this is another nitpick here, but, um, you know, we're, this is a list of, of some key tasks. Uh, right. So maybe, maybe the wording is more like, you know, support the Massachusetts Historical Commission recommendation. That, I like that even better. That the town be evaluated or some, something to that effect. Yeah, that, that sounds even a, a nicer way to say it. Put the Massachusetts Historical Commission recommendation that the town be, sure. yeah. that the town be evaluated. All right. Yeah, it, Bob, I'm glad you picked up on it. it. It did need a little bit of work. So that's, uh, that's much clearer. Much clearer. Anything else on that section pop up? All right, I switch down to the next section. Is that okay? Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Explore ways to incentivize restoration, rehabilitation, and beautification efforts. Um, so now we're in a part of the plan that actually was driven by the VHB people. They said, oh, you need to have this in there, which makes sense. But um, a lot of this is... I don't know how to word this exactly, but just, just read through that first paragraph and see if it's making sense. I I read this, and the first thing that stuck out to me is the tax credit thing. Yeah. How, how I don't understand how that's involving us or the town, I guess. The town would give a tax credit? It's something we have to learn more about. <laughs> Um, is, is there a law that allows the town to do that? I mean, I, well, I it's 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 usually state and federal tax credits. It's usually state right. and federal tax, and I don't think I put that in there. But it's tax credits turn out for for big development projects that do with that have to do with historic preservation. Tax credits are in the multi millions of dollars, but they're usually state and federal. Um, not for not. I don't know of town. So that's the part I was not savvy on that I didn't understand. Well, we're I, talking about the town here, right, Northborough? Well, we're, we're talking about things we need to learn more about, which is we, we need to understand, uh, not the gory details, but we need to understand and appreciate how federal and state tax credits work in preservation. For example, um, I think we need to know about it, but we don't, like I said, don't need to know the details. For example, when we, they did the first crunch numbers for White Cliffs, um, the fact that they could try to get federal or Massachusetts tax credits was huge. I have to look up what that number was, but it was enormous. It's not $100,000. It's not $500,000. It's huge. So for some of these big projects, I think just need to recognize that tax credits are a big driver for some of these large projects. Okay. 
and you know, See, go ahead. Well, no, I was gonna, I was gonna jump to a, a different one, but if you were continuing on that line of thought, go ahead. Um, I guess the only point I wanted to make is um, there are funding opportunities out there, and it's a, a you know, it's, I think our role is to try to recognize which ones they are and maybe help homeowners or private organizations to look for grant fundings. I mean, that's part of our role is, is a resource of information. So that's kind of comes out of this explorer's ways to so enough on that. What were you up to, uh, Bruce? Uh, yeah, uh, if you could scroll back a little bit. Oh yeah. There you go. Uh, fourth line, uh, you got uh, significant in there twice. Uh, a significant role and then the sentence after other significant funding. I would just for the second one, maybe other key funding resources. Sounds good. Um, and then um, Oh, okay. All right. I was going to make a comment on the last line, but I, I had misread it. Uh, uh, housing base. Yeah. Uh, second line from the end of that paragraph housing. I think that should just be uh, a hyphen housing based grants. Am I in the right sentence? Uh, next line down. Housing, housing. So you want me to uh, print uh, a dash in there? Yeah, just that. Uh, yeah, housing based. Okay. Very good. In the uh, the next uh, paragraph, the title: Reuse Town-Owned Antique Properties. Yeah. Do we want to say historic instead of antique? What is that interchangeable in this document? Is there a reason why you use the antique instead of historic? Why are you asking these tough questions? <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be that would be consistent with the next sentence. I, I would agree with that. Let me let me you're making me think here. Well, all right. Um, so, for example, the uh, Mass Historic uh, Commission has a database on all of the uh, all of the antiques in the town. Yeah. So the, the database has some 350 Northboro properties that, at least in my interpretation, is their antiques. Remember now, when they go to, if there's someone calls it up and wants to know if it should be demolished, we have to determine if it's um, significant in terms of it being um, historic. So in a sense, antique is one thing, historic in my mind is a different level. I, I don't know if I'm misinterpreting it, but that's how I look at it. All those buildings, all those 350 buildings that have been inventoried as antiques are not all historic in my mind. Well, that, that, makes, that, makes, that makes sense. I, I just wanted to clarify that. See if you were using them interchangeably. But that, I don't that know makes if I did it intentionally, but now that I think about it. So we're highlighting these particular antiques. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And none of them, we've never declared any of them as uh, being historic. Although the Westboro is in, is in the National Register, so that's a little bit different. I, I think I got the main ones, right? Are these, uh, Millie, you're kind of tuned in with these with the planning board. In uh, these are the big buildings that discussions are coming up in the near future. Did I miss something or? No, uh, these are pretty much the primary ones at this point. I'm not sure I realized that the town actually owned, uh, owns the, uh, that rebuilt town hall for West Maine. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's under, it's a lease situation, right, uh, Millie? It's leased, yep. but but the town can buy rebuy it back in within a year or two, I think. I I think it's in the next year, if not this year. It comes back to the town automatically, I believe. Is that mine? No, that's me. It's, it's going through something. Oh. I hope it's a good thing. You vacuuming? Huh? <laughs> Maybe that's uh, it's, it's self vacuuming. <laughs> sounds like you're getting ready for liftoff. Norm, <laughs> <laughs> is is the Westboro State Hospital owned by the town? No, uh, none of the property is owned by the town. There's a potential for the town purchasing some of that land. That's going to be that's a discussion that will pop up at some point. I'm just seeing it listed under reuse of town-owned properties. Well, what, if we own it, we'll we find a reuse for it, I guess. Maybe I should be wording that different. It's not owned yet, so. Maybe put potentially the Westboro State Hospital uh, should, should Northboro purchase it or something like that. Yeah, that's a good catch. Yeah. And just leave it at, then I can just get rid of this, I think, right? You can do that? Yeah. yeah. The Westboro? Yeah. Okay. So, is the 11 Pierce Street property considered antique? Really? It's uh, it's almost 50 years old. By the time we make a decision on it, it'll be 50 years old. <laughs> okay. Right. So, 50 years would make it uh, 2025. Yeah. It's so hard to imagine 50 years as an antique. I know. It seems so young. It's uh. <laughs> <laughs> now let's not go there. I see where this is going. Let's I know. Now. <laughs> um, An so, antique 2.0. <laughs> Damn, I'm back, back in the again. Um, <laughs> do we want to have a list of top 10 preservation priorities or do we, we could just eliminate it? I just don't know what we want to do with this. This is descri- described elsewhere, right? Well, it's it's described above, and, and, and if you someone goes to the actual details of the plan, there is a timing sequence, so that does show some level of priority, what's done sooner and what's done later. Um, I think you've already got a section for the tasks, right? Yeah, well, and it's the details of the task with the timing, so. Yeah. Yeah, so so this this may maybe this is a little redundant. That's what I'm starting to think. <clears throat> Does anybody see a reason why we should keep it in? 
I don't know. I think it's kind of a nice framework, to be honest with you. Is this, is there other, I mean, is there 11, you're only given 10 or, or does 10 cover the, the universe of, of our priorities? Why 10? Is that just because of David Letterman top 10 or? <laughs> That's pretty much a, a David Letterman top 10. It could be five, it could be 20, but 20 is too many and five's not enough. So I, those the first, to 10. That, that was the first thing I had, is, is 10 the right number? I don't know. I mean, it, I guess so, right? If there was more than this, you would say the top 11 or just say the top per preservation priorities, what? Oh, yeah, we, yeah, there's nothing magic with the number. I, I, I think that makes sense if we just do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with leaving it as, as long as it dovetails with the uh, with the tasks like above, I guess, you know? Yeah, it'll dovetail with that, but more, a lot. Uh, this has more detail than what was above. But it really dovetails to the. I guess plan. the other comment I had in my mind was the: Do you need to say to prepare a plan when you're preparing the plan? It's kind of what Bob was talking about. I mean, this this is oh. the plan, right? Maybe you could. I was thinking maybe you could say something of update and uh, reevaluate the preservation plan as necessary to incorporate new new information that comes along or there something needs. like that. Is there any guidance on on how often something like this should be uh, should be um, viewed and revised every five years, ten years? I think we could go to fifteen. Either. It's not. It's not like uh, the, the. I guess the town master plan has to be done every ten years. We don't have anything like that. Uh, maybe on a regular basis then. Oh, I mean, you would revise on a regular basis. But this is the plan, right? I mean, you the plan. Yeah, you're not going to prepare another plan because this is. No, the you're right. This, yeah. I, I had the same, I had the same I comment. What I would do is either that or in parentheses say this, this document to show that it's already done. That's, I think it's confusing to keep it in because it is the plan. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, how about the other, if you go through the other ones, are they, do they seem like they're real important and they should be listed as the, uh, our priorities or the, the one thing I had Norm is you uh, you talked about getting signs put up but I, I didn't see the signs on this one I was wondering if if that was well I, I didn't because you were talking about grave markers and I wasn't sure that we talked about grave markers is, is that an actual grave that you're gonna do something like put a headstone on or something I wasn't sure Okay, so that's you're you're talking about the one I just highlighted. Yeah, that one. Great. We right. say repair grave markers, but I don't ever recall talking the group discussing repairing grave markers. I'm, I mean, did you? I was thinking maybe you meant the sign. No, no, this meant grave markers. Oh, okay. So an actual grave headstone. So we're all on the same page. So about well, four years ago, the Burial, the Howard Street burial ground, the oldest section, we had the grave markers cleaned, right. fixed, repaired, straightened, and all of that stuff. Right. We haven't done that for the Howard Street Cemetery. Okay. And, and the I way just, the, no, remember we talked about that. That's all. Yeah, I think it's come up, but you know, not on a regular basis. But just so you see how the progression is going, 
The first step for the Howard Street Cemetery is to get it on the National Register. That's going to be two to three years from now, hopefully two. The next step is we have to have all of the stones in the oldest part of this cemetery, the Howard Street Cemetery, inventoried and categorized in terms of their condition. Are they broken? Are they fixed? Or they just need to be cleaned and straightened? That's step two. That takes a while. And that's going to be some good money, which is why we want the National Register to help pay for some of it. Step three is actually repairing and fixing the stones. So this, this statement, repairing gravestones, we're looking at probably six to eight years from now in reality. But uh, it's, it's going to be a huge project. That's why I, ha I put it in there. But if it's not clear, somehow I probably need to change the wording to make it clear. I thought you were talking about the signs that, that we had in front of the CPA. Yeah, so this isn't the signs. This is really the Got it. You got it? But if it's not clear to you, then maybe it's not clear to anybody else. So is there a, is there a better way of, of, of wording it? Maybe something like re repair and restore hit the historic grave markers. Because I mean, it's still in the older section. Uh, no, it's uh, it's it's in. <laughs> I mean, not not the oldest, but it, the. But it, it, the, it, it is the oldest section of the Howard Street Cemetery. The Howard Street. It's not the old section of the Howard Street burial ground. Right, right, not the burial. It is. It is not. It's, it is a little confusing for sure. Yep. So you said repair and restore. Do you want to use the historic? Is that what you said? Historic. To, yeah. Because it wouldn't be the whole Howard Street Cemetery. It's just that section. That's just, right. that's, you know, 1800, 1800s. Okay. Well, and if you don't mind, I mean, the, the, the fourth one, the work with the trails committee on, was, yeah. is that something that we do on the aqueduct, the, uh, over the aqueduct? Um, I've had communications with them and we'll have to continue to have communications with them. The aqueduct, is on the National Historic Register. Oh, okay. Because it's on the register, there is an opportunity for several for significant grant funding for this project. Um, and I think that's where we need to work with them to make sure they recognize there are other funding opportunities in addition to CPA fundings for this project, depending on what they're doing. But if they're restoring part of it, there's restoration funding available. So our role there is, is, is to assist them more than anything, guiding them with the funding possibilities. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, I, I kind of got the impression when I read this that first time was that we were somehow going to get involved in, when they do, if they do this, the, the trails committee over the aqueduct, that we would have some say in things like, uh, you know, how the, handrail is, is we're going to keep the same handrail though because that's the architectural original thing or we have some involvement in you know any of that stuff to keep the architectural essence of what was there that's kind of what right. i was thinking and, and and i think that's also we so i, I feel we just should put be we should be a partner with them on that project understood Uh, Norm, maybe a couple more bullets down uh, on the uh, the Howard Street Cemetery and Brigham Street burial ground. Yep. Uh, apply, apply to have 
those things added to the National Historic Register or the National Register? Yeah, I see, I see what you When you apply, doesn't mean you're going to get it. Right. So, so uh, but applying is the hard part. <laughs> I don't know how I want to do that. I, I, I was thinking apply to have the Howard Street Cemetery, Brigham Street Burial Ground, and Mary Goodnow gravesite added to the National Register. I like it. Yeah, that'll work. One other, um, maybe the last bullet. Yeah. Uh, maybe clarify that a little bit. Uh, I, the, the way it reads, when I first read it, it sounds like only buildings are considered that are after 1970, right? And now we're going to add for ones before it. So maybe expanding it to include buildings between whatever the current cutoff is and 1970. Yep. So we pretty much inventoried everything up to 1910. So uh, and expanded, expanded to include properties built between 1910 and 1970. Right. Like that? Between 1910 and 1970? Yeah. Okay. I know him. Yes. Would you consider adding the recent application to the CP, not everything here in detail, but the fact that you put a request into the town to do a restoration of the Brigham Street burial ground, would that be an actual bullet in and of itself? I mean, cause you're, that's a pretty significant project in my mind and that, you know, you're asking for tree removal, mm -hmm. fencing, uh, all that kind of stuff. It seems like that deserves a bullet by itself. Particularly when you're talking, I don't know, what's the number, 137,000? Yeah. And it's going to go up, right? Because you got you got to get quotes and all that good stuff. Yeah, inflation's hurting us right now. That's correct. It is a significant project for sure. Seems like that would be something you would, you would, you would give its own bullet because it's such a, I mean, it's a huge project, I would think. What do we call that? That's the project. Well, you're, rest, you're restoring the, the cemetery. Yeah. Restoring the cemetery, yeah. Restoring the, yeah, I like that idea. You know, the oldest kind of, I don't know, parentheses, oldest in Northboro. work yeah i like that what if you say restoration and beautification good call millie <laughs> it wasn't millie though but thank you who said that was that you amanda yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, at least Millie's honest. Didn't take credit for question two. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Amanda. You, Amanda. You're welcome. Thanks, Millie. All right. So that's the end of that um, section. All right. So I'm going to get out of this. And uh, I'm going to stop sharing this way. Now, which one is this? No. You seeing the geography and geology section? Yes. Okay. I, I apologize. I get that one to you kind of last minute. It's it's an eight pager. It's a pretty long one. Um, somewhere along the line, I, I actually I think it, I'm going to blame this on Tom Reardon because he's not here. I think he recommended <laughs> we should do a geography or something with the geology of the town and how it relates to the growth of the town. So that's where this comes. That's the uh, that's that's the thought that brought this topic up. And uh, Mike really helped out a lot with this. So uh, I didn't realize he had so much expertise in geography and geology. I used to be a geologist, but I forgot all that stuff. Um, so let me make it a little bit bigger. Well, so that's, the, the purpose of this is to try to link it, some of the geography and geology to how the town grew. And, and, and that's, um, some of the extractions, I, I, when I was getting some information, I pulled it out of a recent uh, open space uh, document, which talks about the geography and geology, but doesn't link it to the history of the town. So that's really our goal here. And that's where Mike, Mike and I worked that in. So why don't we start with that first paragraph? Although. Very educational document. I really learned a lot. Um, in, in that uh, about middle through the first paragraph, yeah, where, where it says fertile land sufficient for agricultural cultivation. Yeah. yeah. I, I would simplify that to just say fertile agricultural land. Why would we do that? Yeah. <laughs> Because it's a long sentence, so we want to shorten it. Oh, it didn't let me do that. Let me make sure I'm doing the review here. Uh, got to hit track change. Yeah, I can do that. So we're going to do it again. Just uh, oh, fertile agricultural land. Period. Right. So I can get rid of all of this. Yes. Not period. Uh, there's a comma. Right. Right. Got right. it. I mean, okay. You could you could drop fertile if you wanted. Agricultural land by definition is going to be fertile. Otherwise, it's not going to be agricultural. If you want to shorten it even more, <laughs> shortening is good. Okay. All right. Anything else on that paragraph? We'll do topography next. So uh, on topography, uh, I think we could drop the over a bedrock knob, talking about glacial till over a bedrock knob. Mm -hmm. um, in my world, 
that's how drumlins were formed. But I think there's a lot more recent discussion that says it doesn't necessarily have to be over a bedrock knob. So to avoid um, current geologists to get upset. I would I would have to go back and look up the word knob. So this yeah, well, <laughs> I I just made that up because when I when I was doing this professionally or actively, that was the understanding that I had and everybody I knew had was there was a bedrock knob. The glacier comes along, it hits this knob, and the till just keeps building up and building up because there's an elevation, so it it pushes it upwards and upwards, and that's how the the hill is formed. As the, as the glacier moves, it just keeps rising up and up and up on itself. But I think um, I was reading something after I wrote this that um, they, were, they went, you know, investigators had gone to like Alaska and Sweden and stuff like that. And they said, it doesn't have to be a bedrock knob. It can be done if there's just a pile of rocks there with a, with a bed, but it just kind of rolls over it. So... Well, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's necessary that we exclude any other mechanism for deposition of a hill. The last thing I want to have is a bunch of geologists arguing over no. over me, me as preservation well. plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, anything else that rings a bell? That In the sec the second sentence, um, glacial glacial strike. Yeah. Um, where you see there's a semicolon. I would probably put a period there and, and start and do a new sentence. And then capital T. Glacial striations can be seen in bedrock. These deep scratches show this. Let's see, I, I, I'm happy. Um, other minor point is uh, the, a couple of sentences down, these hills are in general greater and higher. Um, maybe instead of just uh, greater, say more numerous and higher. Instead of greater, more numerous. I'll let Mike on that get in on that one. Because that's perfectly let, okay. Let, that's fine. Yeah. So, Bob, tell me exactly what it is again. Take out greater and put in more numerous. All right. That's all I had there. I didn't, I went back and I kind of looked at topo maps. Uh, to see if the 50 to 70 was the right number because how how higher they are from the surrounding land. And I Oh, down here, you're talking about this right yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Is it more? I'm trying to, I, I just, I didn't go to every single one. Does that seem about right? I'll leave it to you. You did the homework. Okay. Well, you think, I mean, do you think it could be wrong? It's uh, well, I think it could be. Right, so I'm trying to think of like Pisker is 715 feet, right? 
Yeah, but that's that's not a drum one. That's that's a that's hot rock. Right. Okay, we'll leave it there. I mean, I did check a couple of them. I just didn't check them all. I don't know if there could be one or two that's higher than that, but well, if there yeah. are any inquiries, Mike, we'll forward them to you. Okay. All right. Anybody? Sure. So the concept, the concept that I had here was, I don't know if this is the one thing, I'm not sure it comes across. I'll let you guys decide if it comes off as strong as maybe we want it to be, is the link between topography and more or less answering the question of why people lived in Northborough. So you've got all these drumlins, which are basically oval shaped hills and in between the drumlins, you've got flatter areas like the center of town, the area down towards uh, 135 into Westboro. So you've got the high end on the north side of town where all the, the drumlins are. And then in the middle and to the east, there are some drumlins to the east, but kind of in the middle between the two drumlins is, a, is the center of town, the flat area. That's where everybody that's where everybody moved to. That's the original part of the town. So the concept I was trying to get here is, you know, people when they first moved here didn't move up to the slopes. Why would you do that, right? So they moved in the flat areas. So the idea is wherever there's a, a hill or a drumlin, that's not where people moved to originally. They moved into the flat spot. So I'm kind of wondering if that comes through or if it needs to be said in some way. I tried to say it. I think I said it further down the road, but I'm wondering if that should come across here. At least that's what my thought was. I, th I, th I think you covered that here, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you, you think it should be stronger, I guess. I mean, if you look at the layout of the town, from the you know where properties originated, they're all in the flat spots, you know. And do you need to make that a stronger statement other than just one sentence? You know, we talk. I think the sentence the, I before think was all about the hills and stuff, and it's we don't really say. I don't really say a whole heck of a lot about um, the flat area. I, I kind of do later, but well, I I. I I think that's sufficient. I think that's sufficient. I really okay. do think it's sufficient. And yeah. then, and on a side note, you know, the fact that you, I'm going to highlight all of these hills that are drumlins. I think that was a good piece of work because I, I knew we had them in town. I knew of a few, but I did not recognize that so many of our hills are just piles of rubble. Yeah, okay. I, I, I thought that last sentence, the historical properties. Uh, I thought that was good. That sums it up. Okay. Yeah. How how you move into into the hills. My, my only suggestion on, on that one is um, with the, you know, the, the hill slopes were less than 15%. I mean, I, I know what that means, but it, you know, um, I wonder if, uh, you know, in other cases we're talking about, you know, 80% of the land area, you know, we're talking about percent in a, in a different fashion. We're not, you know, that, that's referring to the slope. Uh, but I wonder if we want to say something more like the hill slopes were, um, you know, were gentle or, or, you know, not, not steep. Take out the reference to the Anything number. Like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's not necessary to be specific. I actually 
kind of left that in from the uh, uh, the document that uh, what was it normally? Uh, the yeah the uh... yeah whatever it was section. Yeah. See, open space is the open space plan it had a that, lot of very a lot of specifics like percentages. And that was actually we left, here. We don't know. That was that. actually left from that. So what are you recommending then, uh, Bruce? Uh, so since, since the hill slopes were, I don't know. Uh, Gentle? Gen generally not steep or generally, uh, I, you know, I don't know, gentle or, or uh, not steep or I don't know what other terminology they might be. How about buildable? Oh, I already say buildable. Hmm. I mean, we're... Let's see. <laughs> I just figured if it was from if it was okay from the other thing, it was okay here. But I think Bruce's point is, yeah, the fifteen percent. It's it's just uh, not clear to sure. skilled to recognize that, that we're talking about a fifteen percent slope as opposed to fifteen percent irrigation. Right. I think the number actually is less clear. So I've just put in not steep. I said it's very generic, but really it's not, you know, for our purposes, it should be fine. Right. Yeah, it's not a PhD thesis here. We have to. All right. So I think we've covered that one. We'll do geology. So there's a section here on the town's geology, which uh, turn this over mostly the mic. I, I stripped some of this out. I stole some of this from that other document, but Mike would find it. So, I mean, the, the concept was just to be brief and say there's crystalline bedrock, uh, metamorphic and igneous rock here and mentioned a couple of them. It's not necessary that we get too scientific here. So just, it's hard. The only thing I was gonna mention is something to the effect of these rocks are generally pretty hard, um, difficult to, you know, it's not like sandstone where you can kind of excavate it with an excavator. It's, these are very crystalline hard rocks that need dynamite or a nuclear bomb to get it to move. <laughs> it but, is, you know, when I, when I read through it, Mike, um, it's, it's quite detailed. It's very okay. accurate. Um, it's probably about two thirds of a page of text. So I'm thinking it, it could be less than that. Okay. But it's only ink on a sheet of paper. I don't know if we have, you know, my feeling is okay. it's useful. It's informative. Yeah. It's probably more than we need, but right. it's not wrong. And it's, it adds another, you know, a half a page of text that I, I just, you know, I, uh, I just think it's worth, even though well, the, it's worth the keeping only, it in as it is. Right. The only afterthought I had about the rocks was, um, like I said, to talk about that they're, they're very hard. Mm -hmm. And also to mention that there are quite a bit of um, outcrops in town 
signifying that the rock is close to the relatively close to the surface in some portions of town. You know, and you mentioned Mount Pisgah, and I mean, I have an outcrop right in my front yard here that, um, so that could be significant in that it identifies. Does anybody else have a comment that might uh, make it? It just identifies the difficulty in, that people might have in, you know, building where there's shallow bedrock. And that could be another factor associated with moving more towards the center of town because that's where the, all the outwash deposits were, the, the, the sandier stuff, the stuff that's easier to dig. Another reason why perhaps people didn't want to go dig where there was outcrops because it was nearly impossible to move this stuff. Yeah, the only thing that is I'm reading that first paragraph you know, that I don't understand, uh, not familiar to me is we, you mentioned all these hard rocks, mm -hmm. but then we're also saying it's a port, an, an important source of water. Right. right. We're not pulling the water out of the rock. So I think there's, a, there's, there's something there's a, there's a, a there's something missing in the interpretation somewhere. Well, part is coming from cracks in the rocks or the part exactly. of the table, but I think that might be. Uh, you know, and I started to go down that road and the draft, some of the drafts that I had that I didn't send you. Yeah. Kind of get into that, but it starts to go down the rabbit hole that I'm not sure you really want to. I just try <laughs> to just say it was an important source of water. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, there's, there's like 800 wells in Northborough, and I don't know the exact number, but I would say more than half of them are domestic water wells that are drilled into bedrock. Um, so to me, the bedrock obviously is an important source of water, and it's, it's a result of the fractures that you mentioned, you know, and there are fault lines that go right through the center of bedrock that probably contribute to that. But generally speaking, you know, the other thing that I had that I kind of took out was the, the weight of the glacier on top of the rock fractures the upper, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 feet of rock. It makes it amenable towards extracting water out of it. The only thing I would, I'm going to put here is, uh, I think we just need to I'm gonna say it needs a little work here, just in terms of uh, so I'm gonna leave that with you, Mike. Just okay. about I think the the, the <clears throat> challenge I'm having is and if, and, and I'm a, an ex-geologist, so the challenge I'm having is the water's not coming from the rock, it's coming from the cracks. And I think that something just has to say that in there somewhere. because uh, uh, okay. So that, that's, and I think that's just a matter of modifying that sentence or adding in another sentence. So I'll leave that to you okay. for that. Um, then you talk about the sufficient geology in the town, the, the, the soil groups. Yeah. Um, can, can we go back to that, that second paragraph? I did have yeah. a couple of comments. Of course. Um, the, the second paragraph starting with the superficial geology above the bedrock. I think that sentence is pretty good. Um, and then the next sentence, the largest geological soil group is glacial till found throughout the area. I don't 
actually think you need any of this other stuff at the end um, or through the middle because it's really that gets into the weeds a bit. Um, and then the last sentence, it says generally glacial till does generally not yield large amounts of water. If you were to just say generally glacial till does not yield large amounts of water and just cut out those two sentences in between, I think you'd get the point across. So take that, there's two generalities there. So that's kind of one of them. So I wanna, I'm gonna highlight what I think you're saying. You're saying, is it Millie, you think that this is <clears throat> not necessary? I think if you, you take the first two sentences of that paragraph. Okay, so the first the two sentences. Sentence being, yeah. Oh, that's it, you can't see what we're doing, can you? Okay. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah, that's Sorry. what she means. That's what she means? Thanks, thanks, Amanda. You got a good interpreter okay. here. So the first two sentences, and then you basically take out, till is the thickest in the upland area, all the way to the last sentence. And just insert, generally, glacial till does not yield large amounts of water. I think you get the point across. Mike, do you think we're losing a lot if we take that out or? Uh, well, a little bit, um, only that I was trying to make a point that there's a lot of till and where it's found around the drumlins and that there's a dense, you know, kind of what I assume people would not know generally what glacial till is. So I tried to just, you know, in one sentence say more or less what it is and that okay. um, I, I wasn't, so I hear what you're saying, Millie. I mean, we could certainly perhaps cut it back, but I, I just thought it was necessary to say what it is because it's not a, a common term i wouldn't think if unless you were into geology of some sort i guarantee you very few geologists will be reading this um so i i i, I took out the sentence that started with till is thickest i kept in the sentence mm -hmm. that says glacial till is a dense the uh, unsorted material then i took out the la next sentence. So okay. got a couple of sentences there. Does it read, someone look at it, and does it read okay now? I think it works. I think it works. And now we're into this section here. From the next page, starting with the word stratified drift, a well-sorted and poorly sorted soils. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So a lot of what you're writing, Mike, is about, well, part of this has to do with the sources of, uh, essentially the sources of drinking water in town or sub yep. below ground water, because there's another section that talks about wa uh, water, but it's above ground, it's above ground water. So most of your emphasis here is below ground water. Is that pretty much right? Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's, it's a resource, obviously, that it's an important resource, but I also tried to link um, the depositional uh, mechanisms for this material to, you know, where people would live. You would generally find the houses and the farms and the flat spots. And, and that was there because uh, it got laid down by these, you know, ice blocks that would have meltwater coming off of them and layer after layer would be deposited from the meltwater coming off the melting ice flows. So it wasn't just, I wasn't trying to just talk about the, you know, the, um, water resource aspect of it, but more also about the presence of this material and, and why, how it makes up the town and why the development of the town was because these areas were there. Had the town been more, you know, just kind of uh, completely dominated by drumlins and outcrops and all that kind of stuff, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really see Northboro the way you see it now. You see Northboro the way it is because these meltwater streams eventually laid down nice, flat, easy to walk on, easy to dig areas. That, that's kind of the message. And oh, by the way, it gives you water too if you drill a hole in it. But, you know, back in the 1700s, right, they weren't drilling wells. No. They, maybe digging wells. 1800s, they were, I guess, hand digging wells. But, you know, you can't. You can't dig like a thousand feet down. So. so it was kind of a two, I guess a two-pronged thought of having the the glacial story connect to the topography and the development and then also the water as well. I, I you know I learned a lot by reading it, Mike. I really appreciate you putting this together. And I hadn't seen, I've seen something about the geology of Northville somewhere years ago. Um, and it's nice that this has been revisited again. It's a good place to put it because well, your, I, angle, your angle where you're putting it on how it affects where people were building their homes and, and, and access of water. I, I think that's, that's you important. Know, I, I, I've worked with geologists pretty much my whole professional career. So a lot of a lot of this kind of stuff comes out from interacting with geology guys that are passionate about this stuff. Um, but, you know, when, when you think of some of the rules of thumb that, uh, that develops in this stuff is like, uh, people would say, if you ever want to see where the sand is in town, go to where there's cemeteries. And the reason is people would develop cemeteries where the sand was, it was easiest to dig. So there was a link of kind of, you know, it makes sense in a way, right? And yeah. sure enough, every time I go in to look at a topo map, there's always sand pits next to uh, next to cemeteries. You know. So, uh, is, there, is there any more discussion on this section? Uh, the section that we were talking about on geology, um, or can we move on to soils? See anything else we want to modify or comment on? Uh, Go ahead, Millie. What what is um they talk about BGS? What where is that clarified? Below ground surface. 
the second sentence on the last paragraph um, okay. defines it. I tried the first time I used the term, I tried to put the acronym and then instead of re, you know, saying below ground surface every time I just put BGS. Okay. That's kind of a common uh, way to do it in geology term and geology scientific terms, but. Okay. Is it usually in a lowercase like that? Yeah. Okay. In my experience. All right, so let's, let's move on to soil. Um, this, this section in, came out right out of, it's called the 2020 Open Space and Recreational Plan. So a lot of this information is coming right out of that plan. You'll see the documents section. I, I stole a lot of information from that. Um, it had more detail than we needed for here. And I, like what Mike was doing, I'm trying to link soils in, in uh, this section to the growth of the town. So, um, make it a little bit bigger. Kind of the only thought I had, Norm, was if you want to talk about soils, do you want to talk about agricultural soil? Because it could get confusing in terms of the previous discussion about subsurface soils. Ah. So you're really, in this, you're really talking about the top two feet of soil, like agricultural zone. That might be something to distinguish this section from the other section. That makes sense. It does make sense. I'm trying to see where I, um, okay, so it's, th it's this sentence that needs to be probably modified. The second sentence, approximately 75% of the town soils are capable of supporting agriculture. So, uh, So should I, using your terminology, Michael, it sounds like I want to put in some, I want to use the word agri, uh, agricultural soils. Well, I mean, you could put agricultural soils in the first, the first word there, you know, it says soil, just hit agricultural soil. Here? Then, yeah. Well, I, I don't want to do that because this, the and blue. anything that I, that is the actual title okay. of the section. So I don't want to, I don't I was want referring, to. I was referring to the, the first word on that soil, the blue, where it says soil to the left. Here, ah, yes. I got it, okay. So yep. you're really talking about agricultural soil here. That's, thanks, but uh, that's perfect. Very good. Um, that's very good. I mean, All right. um, okay. so let's see what we have for, comments on this section. So can I ask a question you know, about the 75%? Where did that come from? I, I just stole that right out of the, okay. right out of this uh, so that section. Reference, that reference would be CG-1? Is that? Yeah, GG-1. It would be GG-1. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is the, that, uh, I stole it right out of there. I wouldn't know. Right. And you know what? Just just to do it the right way, we'll put it there also. Hi. 
did I get all the town, the major farms in town? I didn't get the small one on um, Hudson Street. I didn't include, I just realized I did not include that. I wasn't trying to be completely inclusive. I just wanted to highlight the bigger ones. Unless you think it should go away, because it's easy to do. What is the name of the one on Hudson Street? That's Yellick's. Yellick's. Yellick's Farms. Okay, who's going to spell that correctly for me? Y E L L I C K. Um, the only point I wanted to make out of here is right here. Many of the prime farmlands, farmlands are really now residential developments. Just, I don't think a lot of people know that. I just thought that that was a pretty uh, insightful thing. That, and that's where these figures come from. I'll, I'll scroll down to the scroll down to the figures and make sure. If, I just want to make sure this is clear. So this one here. This is Northgate and Indian Meadows in this area. And this was uh, certainly Northgate was a big farm, all farmland. Bob, you live in there somewhere, right? Even yeah, you... I'm, I'm, I'm on farmland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm at the end of Emerson Road. It's not listed right, right by, um, right. It's up in here somewhere. Right where it says Madison Road. And you see that green oh, yeah. spot that, yeah, those are the wetlands near my house. Oh, okay, yeah, right here. Yeah, so I'm at the end of I'm at the end of Emerson. So, so I got. Uh, historic... How come I can't How come I can't grow good tomatoes then? <laughs> it's all It's all been all the soil's been used up. It must be It must be the Must be the farmer in me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fungus. And act and, and just uh well the historian from historical society did she had good connections, her daughter knows how to really access data. And they found she showed me a map that actually showed it was Lawrence Elworth Farm in the 1930s before it was turned into the Northborough uh, housing development. It's an interesting little story there. We actually went bankrupt. But uh, oh. you know, it was the 1930s. <laughs> we sold it and then we went bankrupt in 1939. Is that but, the same Ellsworth family as that park? I don't know. I don't know. This Ellsworth family actually was out of Southboro, but oh. I'm sure they're all related. It's you know, it's the right time frame. Yeah. I'm sure they're all related. And then I don't know how many people know that the Indian Meadows residential development was actually a golf course. And before yes. a golf course, it was Indian Meadows. Yeah. It was a meadow. So that's why there's a nine hole golf course now. It used to be 18. All right, is there anything that pops up from a grammar point or something's not clear or anything like that in this section? I didn't see anything. Norm, I was wondering about the, what about the Maney tree farm? 
you remember that? On Church Street, right? Yeah. 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 Um, something else, but I can't remember, like the Holloway. Isn't that the house, the Holloway house or something like that? The Holloway that? house. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I think I could probably put down a, a lot of other things that I missed. Um, I'm trying okay. to get the more active ones. But okay. uh, there was also one up on um, School Street. I bought a Christmas tree from one on School Street. There was a tree farm there, and that's, that's no longer going. Okay, I just wasn't sure if it was active or not still. I haven't, did not see any signs for tree cutting this year. Okay. All right, on the water resources. So this section I'm talking about uh, above ground water. So rivers, ponds, lakes, things like that. Brooks, any comments on things that are incorrect or grammar or not clear? Um, last paragraph. The last, would, uh, last yeah. wait on the end, this guy, yeah? Right. Are you looking, um, at, looking at this? Okay, the, um, I think it, there, there's a good place for a paragraph break where it says Reverend Kent. I, 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 I was having trouble following it. I thought, because up above it talks about the two existing dams and then it goes into the mills. So I thought that would be a good place for a paragraph break. And then also on figure GG7, so yes. it, it, it shows, um, it mentions five mills and then the, um, the, uh, origin, the original Brigham mill. But then it mentions in the paragraph, it talks about the uh, Howard Street that formed Wallace Pond. Yeah. And that's not on the map. So it got confusing. Uh, this is right. Can you see this? This is Wallace Pond right here. Oh, but then why did it mention Howard Street? It should say Hudson a... Street. Oh, is that a typo on my part? Oh, okay. Oh, Let now me it see. Makes that's, that's that's key. That's, that's... Now, now it makes sense because I was looking at it. Ah, that's okay. Okay. Okay, good. Now it makes sense. So then <laughs> then that so then that mill is on the on the No, I did the screen. wrong one. You ended up paying attention. I, I changed the wrong one. Let me see. We put the paragraph there. And okay. Howard Brook. Nope, you just went past. Yeah, how, right there. Uh, the north side of Howard Street. So it's the north Hudson. side of Hudson Street. Thank you. I had okay. I just made it made it worse. Okay. That now ah, makes good call. Nice. I put those in there intentionally. Make sure you read. <laughs> hey, uh, Norm. Back in the um, back in the first paragraph, uh, I think yeah. a semicolon where you should have a comma after Cold Harbor Brook. Uh, second yeah. line. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. I had to look hard for the flood control dams. I didn't realize this. It's actually in Northborough, the Barefoot Brook Dam. It's right on, uh, what was that? Solomon yeah. Pond Road. Yeah, just before you go over 290. I never knew yeah. it was. 
All right. Anything else? Well, if something pops up, just email me and we'll put the corrections in. Um, I think we're, we're, we're getting close to the end here. Hey, Norm, just a sec. Yeah. Um, right when you're talking about white cliffs. Where's that? Um, the second paragraph. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like the, the second. It. I found it. Yeah, found so it. the second to last sentence in there, it says the dam was installed in 1882 to provide it. It should just be provide. Mm -hmm. Let me just take that D right out of there. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, and then actually that same line. Yeah. At the very end, you can get rid of is. It remains a beautiful. Although no longer in use as a water source, it remains beautiful. Yeah, there you go. How many people have been there? How many yeah. people have been where that, that dam is? I've been there. That's one. I was there about a year, uh, six months ago. I was shocked how pretty it is. Just so you know, the town was funded to take that dam down because it's a hazard. Yeah. What is 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 it going to look like after they do it? It's years away. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's years away, but it it'll be a brook in a swamp for a while, I guess. So yeah. I don't know how they do reclamation of it. The interest if you take the walk you'll see there's some properties i think there might be should be shrewsbury property on that side yeah almost abut the pond which is like a, it's really like a lake yeah disappointed to lose waterfront property i'm sure yeah but all right um these little references these are the pictures it's an old picture but we'll use it thank you bob all right so i'm going to save this thank you for that um the way it stands now i don't have the outline in front of me just we've looked at every part of the preservation plan except for one section and it's the section that uh, tom Reardon says he wants to put together about the development the history of the architecture of the buildings in the town of northborough so he's gonna he's working on that that'll be an insert and put that in the, under, it'll be actually under the section with Northville history. So what, what I'm planning on doing now is taking all of the different parts we have that we've seen them individually. Um, I'm gonna put them together as one document. And so for next meeting, I wanna have that one document for you. I won't have the appendixes yet, but I'll have the all the word text except the Tom section in one document, because I think when we read it as one document, we might. I got a feeling we're going to find some redundancies uh, that maybe we want to either clarify or eliminate. So that's that's my goal is to get all of this in one document. And uh, I also need to make sure that the formatting is similar. Uh, I'm not sure the earlier ones I did have the same format structure as the, as the latter ones. So I need to make sure that there's some continuity there. So that's, that's on my to-do list for the next month. Um, been interesting. This is an enormous amount of work, Norm. This is uh, yeah. Cool. 
Uh, I've poked at really? it. I've been poking at it for a while, but it's when I get sick of it, I don't do it for a month. So, <laughs> and I need all the, and, and all you guys have been great with all the editings and, and, and adding information and stuff. It's it's. Uh, uh, I'm kind of glad to put it all in one place. To be honest, the part I enjoyed the most was reading up about the history of the historical commission and the history of the district commission because the, it's just amazing what was done in the old days. All right, so I'm done with this. We'll go back to the agenda. And let me see. I need to... Next thing on the agenda was new business. Now let me, I have to share my screen for a second. So let me do this. We're almost done. <laughs> it's right here. Yeah. So on the agenda, historical society school project. Yeah. Are you looking at uh, the hourglass from the Historical Society? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who are members, every month you do get the hourglass. If you're not a member, you might want to be one because there's a lot of little history, a lot of good little history articles in this thing comes up once a month. But uh, right here, when I highlighted in yellow. The society is planning presentation is planning a presentation to be given in Northville schools. They need some help, especially with presenting the project at the schools. So, as part of our preservation plan, remember we wanted to get interact interact with the schools and work with the historical society. So it kind of fits things that we should be interested in. Or in. So I'm putting this out here. If someone has the time or the interest, if something like this is interested in, contact Hillary. At the, uh, at the Historical Society and talk to her and see what she might be uh, working on. I, I know that in years past, the society had given programs in the elementary schools. Um, Claire Swan was very active in that. In fact, it's gonna be at least 20 years ago. And I know the Historical Society is very active with bringing in scouts and I think the third grade into the museum once a year so they try. They are trying to do quite a bit. They have done a lot with the schools, but I don't know what the details are for this. I'm just giving it a plug. If somebody thinks that they might be able to be curious about it, uh, contact Hillary. That's that. The next item is the member status. There are three members whose uh, time will be lapsing on April 30th. Uh, Lorna, she's not here tonight, but she just got all uh, just got sworn in. I have to break her heart and tell her she's going to do it again in April. Uh, <laughs> Lorna, uh, Millie, Millie, you're on the list. So uh, I hope you stay with us. Uh, if you do, please let me know because I have to like write a little review that you know just how great and wonderful you are. I think and, I filled out the paperwork. All right, that's good. That's good. Uh, but the, you should have got a letter recently saying that your time will lapse on April 30th. Did you get that letter from Diane Wackel? Yeah, and, and it says something about would you like to renew or re something? And I yeah. Said yes. Oh, thank yeah. you, Millie. Good. And then uh, 
Bruce, I know you're staying with us, but you might want to explain what you're what you want to do now for us. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to um, I, I've I've asked to be re-upped uh, as an alternate member uh, instead of a full time member. I, I think um, you know I've, I've not had much of an ability to be uh, a, a regular consistent member, uh, and I'd like to just you know give someone else a shot. And uh, and, and I I don't in, in the going forward uh, I can't guarantee my my consistent attendance. So give someone else a chance to to, to be a full time member. Hop in. Now, I'm glad you decided to stay with us, Bruce. You're a real asset. So uh, I looked at the I looked at the alternates, and the next alternate in line for a full membership is Bob. So I mentioned Bob. Uh, so Bob, nothing's going to happen until April. Okay. Okay. Nothing okay, will happen. Yep. It's April 30th when when uh, Bruce goes to the alternate position. But you're next in line. And you may have to get sworn in and everything. They just, they, they really stick to us all of a sudden with the rules. That heads up. Okay. The only other topic I had was our budget. We have a $500 budget every year. We're allocated that. Um, we usually use most of it, but not all of it. We're probably the three to $500, three to $400 of use. Um, I just need to find out if we think that that is a sufficient dollar value. If we don't use it, it goes back to the town. So it's not like uh, that's how the system works. Um, so I just want to let them know if we want to keep it to 500, if we think we need more, and then we'd have to explain what we think we would need the additional funding for. So any ideas about that? Seems like it's all right. If we're not bumping up against it all the time, then then uh, seems like it's all right. That's what I was thinking too. We may have to do some printing with this document that we're pulling together, but I'm thinking we have some money already in the account and it's a preservation plan. I would hope that we should be able to access some support from the um, town planner if we have to make copies of stuff. So I'm not worried about the 500. I think we're good to go. I just didn't want to commit to it unless we get some feedback on it. Um, the last topic is the next meetings. If you don't mind, I, I, I'd like to stay with the Zoom format for a while because it's actually working out well as we review this document. Uh, I'll be the first to admit I prefer to do face-to-face -face and in person. But, uh, maybe for the next few meetings, we do Zoom. And if we do Zoom, we have to do Mondays because of the support we need. So we might be looking at uh, Monday meetings till May or June. And I just want to get a feeling if that's a problem. I don't need to worry about that. Is there any sense that the uh, state might drop that uh, ability to do that before then with the numbers going down and no. I, I think they will. Um, so then the challenge, and I hope they will, because we did have last June, we had a face-to-face -face meeting, if you remember. We squeezed one in before <laughs> it got bad again. Um, and the only, the only reason why I'm looking at Zoom right now is so we can do this kind of exchange a little easier. Uh, normally, we don't have to have this kind of interaction where we're reviewing documents at this level. I, you know, the mask mandate for the town is down. The mask mandate for town hall and senior center is gone. It's, it's either 
it's either right now or in a week or so. So everything's going that way. If someone had a real preference to say, no, I really, really would prefer to meet face-to-face on Wednesdays because then we'd be back to our Wednesday meeting, then certainly should consider that. Yeah, I'm okay. So we'll do the Zooms on the fourth Mondays of the month for another couple months, and hopefully at that point we'll get back to the, the regular routine. That makes sense? Yeah, sounds good. That's good. Good. Anybody have anything they would like to add before we close? All right, well, then somebody's got to speak up and move this along. Move that we adjourn. That was Bruce? Yep. Okay, Bruce. In a second? Second. Second. Millie, second. All right, I'll do the roll call for the voters. Let me get rid of the shared screen. Uh, Mike. Uh, approved, yes. Bob. No, I always I can't vote yet. Not yet. I'm anxious for you. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait here. I'm just uh... I think approved. <laughs> Bruce. I Brian. Approved. Smith. Uh Swanson. <laughs> oh, it's getting late. Millie. Yes. All right. Hey, I, I appreciate you guys. It was a little extra.